BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Hey, American Hauntings listeners, it's Troy. Don't have enough American Hauntings in your life? Yeah, me either. But in your case, you're not chained to your desk being forced to create content for Cody. You get to listen to all this by choice. So why not check out our other podcast? As a Patreon supporter, you can get a new alternative podcast episode every week. And right now we're in the middle of our third season, Sinister, the true story of H.H. Holmes. You know, that guy, the serial killer, the guy who built the murder castle and the devil in the 1893 World's Fair in Chicago. Every episode delves deep into Holmes' most devious crimes and depraved murders. So check it out. Get that new episode every week and be a part of American Hauntings by becoming a Patreon supporter and subscribing now at patreon.com slash American Hauntings. Okay, go ahead. Go do it. We'll wait. We'll be right here when you get back. And when you do, we'll get on with the show. Do you ever think about taking a vacation on a cruise ship? If you do, I mean, no one can blame you. They sound like a lot of fun and a luxurious way to knock a few locations off your world travel bucket list. Plus, they're filled with interesting people from all walks of life, all-you-can-eat buffets, all-you-can-drink bars and dance clubs, and every kind of off-the-boat activity you can imagine on tropical islands and in exotic cities. Booking passage on a cruise ship is like getting a ticket to paradise on the sea, right? Well, (laughs) not always. Even if we leave out the seasickness, claustrophobic cabins, overflowing sewage, secret morgues, bed bug infestations, and failing grades from the Centers for Disease Control, uh, I've got some things to tell you that may make you want to stay on land. The chances of a ship sinking are slim. But it's not an impossibility. And I'm not talking about Titanic in 1912 here. I'm talking about recently. Several dozen cruise ships have sunk since 1980. One of the worst was in 1994 when 800 people died on a ship that sank in the Baltic Sea. In 2012, a cruise ship hit some rocks off the Italian coast, partially sinking and killing 32 people. Its captain was later found guilty of manslaughter. 
What's more common than sinking is a ship getting stranded. In March 2019, more than 1,300 passengers were left stranded when a Viking Sky luxury cruise ship ran into engine trouble off the coast of Norway. Over 400 people had to be rescued from the boat, and 28 of them ended up in the hospital. And people die during cruises, too, and more often than you might think. There were 623 deaths on cruise ships between 2000 and 2019. You might notice that count stopped before the COVID pandemic, when cruise ships became a hotbed for COVID outbreaks. For passengers, the most common causes of death before COVID were cardiac arrests followed by suicide. But don't worry, there's a plan for when it happens. Ships are legally required to carry body bags and maintain a morgue, which is not visited during any shipboard tours. And they typically have room in those morgues for three or four bodies. Need more space than that? Well, the contingency plan is the kitchen's walk-in freezer. Yeah, stored right next to your steaks. Cruises seem to be an escape from reality, but crime happens on board too. Most reported crimes are, unfortunately, sexual assaults, but other things can happen, just like anywhere, when you put that many people into one confined space. Now listen, that's, that's not to say that all cruises are bad. There are hundreds of thousands of people who take trips on cruise ships every year and have a great time. They come home with wonderful memories and souvenirs from faraway places. But they come home. What about those few people who don't come home? On March 24th, 1998, a young woman named Amy Lynn Bradley vanished from a Royal Caribbean cruise ship while it was on its way to Caracal. So if you're thinking about a cruise for your next vacation, well, you may want to hold off on buying tickets until after you've heard her chilling story. Welcome to American Hauntings, the podcast dedicated to the history, hauntings, legends, lore, and the dark side of American history. And welcome to our latest season, Gone which is hosted and produced by Cody Beck and written and performed by Troy Taylor. That's me. Since the start of American history, our nation has been plagued by tragic events, strange occurrences, and with mysteries that cannot be explained, just like the disappearances we've been featuring this season. For this seventh season, we have opened the files of people who have gone missing and have vanished without a trace, never to be seen again. These have been stories of heartbreak, tragedy, and despair. They've been bizarre, unexpected, and have often seemed impossible, and yet they did happen. Every one of the people who have been part of the season walked into oblivion and have never returned. Every one of their cases remains open. Each of their mysteries is unsolved. Each story ends with no real conclusion. Every one of them is simply gone. And as we near the end of the season, I think you'll find that we saved some of the most baffling tales until now, like this one, episode 19, a story about a young woman who disappeared under what should have been happy circumstances, leaving her helpless family to continue trying to discover her fate, even now, all these years later.
Amy Bradley was 23 years old in March of 1998 when she and her brother Brad agreed to join their parents, Ron and Iva, for a cruise that would take them from Puerto Rico to Aruba and then to Caracao in the Caribbean islands of the Dutch Antilles. Amy had been reluctant to go along on the trip when her parents first asked her about it. She was just about to start a new job at a computer consulting firm and it didn't seem the best time for a getaway. After some convincing, though, she agreed. Accepting the trip is a nice way to get some downtime before she started working. Amy was born in 1974 in Petersburg, Virginia, and was the oldest of Ron and Ivis' two children. Her younger brother's name was Brad. So yes, he was Bradley Bradley. And the family was very close. In fact, Amy and Brad were more like best friends than siblings doing almost everything together. Amy was described by all who knew her as friendly and outgoing with short brown hair, green eyes, and several noticeable tattoos, like the Tasmanian devil on her shoulder, the sun on her lower back, and a tribal-style gecko lizard that curled around her pierced navel. She'd always been an athletic person and earned a degree from Longwood University in physical education. She'd attended school on a full basketball scholarship. Beyond that, she'd worked as a lifeguard for many years and was a very strong swimmer even though she had a fear of open water, which I discovered is actually pretty common with swimmers when I started working on this story. The trip started out great, and on March 23rd, the third day into the cruise, the family rented a Jeep in Aruba and enjoyed the sights. Later that evening, they had dinner together, but Amy and Brad left the restaurant early to go back to the ship. Amy and Brad spent the evening visiting many of the bars that were located on board. There were seven of them in 1998, along with numerous restaurants, two massive pools, hot tubs, spas, fitness centers, game centers, and more. They were able to have an amazing time drinking and dancing with other passengers and even members of the ship's band, Blue Orchid. Amy spent a lot of time with the bass player, Alistair Douglas, who went by the nickname Yellow. This would be later confirmed when the authorities looked at video from that night that was filmed by a camera crew making a promotional video for the cruise line. Around 1 a.m., Amy and Brad called it a night. They returned to their family's cabin together. Brad later recalled, The last thing I ever said to Amy was I love you before I went to sleep that night. Knowing that's the last thing I said to her has always been very comforting to me. And Brad never saw his sister again. Around 5.30 on the morning of March 24th, Amy's father, Ron, glanced out at the balcony of the cabin and saw Amy relaxing on the deck. He looked out again a half hour later, and she was gone. Ron went to his daughter's bedroom to see if Amy had gone back to sleep, but she wasn't there. Aside from cigarettes and a lighter, it didn't appear that Amy took anything with her. She hadn't even taken her shoes. Concerned, the family searched the common areas of the ship. But Amy was nowhere to be found. Becoming increasingly worried, they begged the cruise ship staff to postpone the docking at Caracal, but the request was denied. They couldn't halt the ordinary operations of the entire ship for one young woman who could be anywhere on board. The crew even refused to page Amy until the ship was in port. The gangplank was lowered and both passengers and staff members were allowed to leave the ship. Had Amy left with them? If so, this would have been her chance to disappear. She could have left the ship on her own. After the public was alerted to her disappearance, several people came forward and, after seeing her photo, reported seeing her that morning. None of those sightings, though, were ever confirmed. 
But the Bradleys refused to believe she would run away. Amy had a new job, a new apartment, and a beloved dog, Daisy, back in Virginia. There was nothing in her life to suggest she was unhappy, and she was not the type of person to frighten her parents by just leaving without telling someone. But if Amy didn't leave on her own, then she must have been kidnapped. And this meant that her abductors had the same chance to leave the ship that the passengers did, unnoticed, unseen, and with Amy in their possession. The Bradleys essentially conducted their own investigation on the ship, with no help from the crew. They continued to search and speak to fellow passengers, most of whom were eager to help. Several witnesses said they'd seen Amy around 6 in the morning with bass player Alistair Douglas near the ship's dance club. One of the witnesses said that Douglas handed Amy a cup of what looked like coffee, but Douglas denied this. One passenger tracked down a cab driver who said he saw Amy off the ship. He later reported she had approached his cab that morning and said she urgently needed a phone. This sighting was also never confirmed. Meanwhile, the Bradleys were still frantically searching the ship, and the crew was remaining very unhelpful. Although they did agree to page Amy once the ship was docked, they refused to announce her disappearance or even hang photos of her on board because they didn't want to upset the other passengers. By afternoon, the captain had eventually and reluctantly ordered the ship to be officially searched, but only to a degree. He allowed only a search of the common areas, not the passenger or staff cabins. The crew suggested that Amy had fallen overboard, but even if she had, Amy was a strong swimmer and a trained lifeguard. There was no evidence she'd fallen or been pushed, but the Dutch Antilles Coast Guard offered to search the ocean near the ship. But after four days of searching, they found no sign of a body in the water. In the end, the local authorities believed the most likely conclusion was that she fell overboard, whether accidentally or because she jumped. While well, Amy's family still refused to believe that, they knew her disappearance was much more sinister than someone merely lost at sea. The ship had been very close to shore when she disappeared, and no one had seen or heard someone falling overboard. She hadn't vanished by accident. They were sure of it. The Bradleys began to suspect that some members of the staff knew more than they were saying. They believed that some of them had been giving their daughter special attention. At one point before the ship had gotten to Aruba, Ron remembered one of the waiters asking for Amy's name, saying that he wanted to take her to a bar called Carlos and Charlie's when they docked there. When he asked Amy about it, she told him, I wouldn't go do anything with any of those crew members. They give me the creeps. Ron didn't think much of the incident at the time, but he'd remember it later. It turned out that Carlos and Charlie's was the bar that American tourist Natalie Holloway disappeared from a few years later in 2005. And if you're not familiar with that case, look it up. You'll see why it would start to haunt the family. But the investigation into Amy's whereabouts, both the family search and the official one, went nowhere. On March 29th, the Bradleys had to return home without her, but they were nowhere close to being finished with the search. In the days, weeks, and months that followed, the Bradleys wrote to congressmen, foreign officials, and the White House. With no official help at this point, they hired private detectives, launched a website, and started a 24-hour hotline. Even with the promise of rewards for information, no worthwhile leads appeared. Even when the FBI got involved in the case, it seemed that every lead turned out to be a dead end. And then in August 1998, 
five months after she went missing, the first sighting of Amy reached the Bradley family. The first sighting wasn't all that strange, but the ones that followed would become not only much weirder, but much more frightening. The first ones to see her, if it was really Amy, of course, were Canadian tourists on vacation in Caracal. The couple, David Carmichael and his wife, were on the beach and noticed a woman who was with two men nearby. The woman reacted to hearing the Carmichael speaking English and walked toward them. The woman appeared to be terrified, they later said. It looked as though she was about to say something, but then suddenly one of the men she was with signaled for her to walk away and gave the Carmichaels a threatening look. The women and the two men walked over to a nearby cafe, so the Carmichaels followed and grabbed a table near them on the patio deck. David later reported that the woman continued to stare at them as if trying to get their attention, but eventually the trio left. It wasn't until the Carmichaels were back home and saw a story about Amy Bradley that they became convinced she was the woman on the beach. They were even positive she had the same tattoos that Amy had. David called both the FBI and the Bradley family and worked with them to try and confirm the sighting. He even submitted to a polygraph test and passed it with flying colors. He was interviewed multiple times, trying to glean all the information out of the incident that was possible, but unfortunately, it led nowhere. No one was able to track down the woman, but it did give the Bradleys hope that at least Amy was still alive. Then just five months later, in January 1999, a second sighting occurred that was much more disturbing than the first. Unfortunately, though, no one would know about it until several years later. A chief petty officer in the U.S. Navy claimed that he encountered Amy at the Stellaris Hotel in Caracal. According to his story, he was sitting in the hotel bar when a woman approached him because she recognized him as an American. She told him that her name was Amy Bradley and that she was being held against her will. Would he help her? The officer later claimed that he didn't understand what she was trying to tell him. He didn't know who Amy Bradley was or that she was missing, and he brushed her off. Then two men approached the woman and demanded that she go back upstairs. The officer went back to his ship and didn't think much about the encounter until July 2001. That was when he saw the face of the woman who'd asked him for help on the cover of People magazine. He was stunned when he realized she'd been the missing Amy Bradley. Even so, he said nothing. He didn't call the FBI or report the sighting until a few years later when he retired from the Navy. The Stellaris Hotel was off limits to U.S. military personnel. He wasn't supposed to be in there because it was a brothel. Rather than risk getting in trouble to help a woman in danger, he'd stayed silent until he was out of the service. He finally came forward, but by then, it was too late. As upset and disappointed as they may have been, the Bradleys refused to give up hope, which sadly provided people with the opportunity to take advantage of them. In the fall of 1999, Ron and Iva received an email with another promising lead, or so it seemed at the time. A man named Frank Jones claimed to have information about where Amy was. He was a former member of the U.S. Special Forces, and he said that Colombian gangsters were holding Amy hostage at Caracal. He had a team of ex-Army Rangers and ex-Navy SEALs ready to go in and rescue her for a price. The Bradleys were taken in by the ruse because Frank just kept feeding them what seemed to be solid information. 
You see, he had an eyewitness who'd recently seen Amy in person. That witness, a cook, had noted Amy's unique tattoos and also recalled hearing Amy sing a song that her mother used to sing to her when she was little. Two of Frank's soldiers knew exactly where Amy was right now, but Frank needed money to get a team in to rescue her and get her back to the States. But the Bradleys weren't going to just blindly turn over the kind of money that Frank said he needed. They asked for proof of life, and he sent a photo. It wasn't great, but it looked like Amy. So they were in. They wired him $210,000 to bring their daughter home, $24,000 of their own money, and $186,000 from a fund set up for Amy's search by a group called Nations Missing Children Organization. The money was sent, and Frank told the Bradleys to fly to Florida and wait for instructions. They waited at their hotel for a week before they discovered the whole thing was a fraud. One of the hired soldiers in Caracal became suspicious. He was being fed the same story by Frank and was instructed to keep up surveillance on a house where Amy was supposedly being held. The whole time he was there, though, he never saw Amy or even anyone who looked like her. Eventually, the story fell apart. And one of the soldiers called the Bradleys in Florida and exposed the scam. Frank Jones was a con artist. He had never located Amy and the woman in the photo was an acquaintance of his photographed with a blurry lens. Not only had he ripped off the Bradleys, but he cheated a charity for missing children. Does it get any worse than that? Anyway, Frank was arrested and eventually pled guilty to mail fraud. He was forced to pay back the money he'd scammed, but he only received a five-year jail sentence, which didn't make up for the pain and anguish that he'd caused Amy's family. But more sightings, seemingly legitimate ones, were still to come. The case went quiet for the next several years. No new leads were coming in, and while the Bradleys tried to remain hopeful that Amy was still alive out there, they were struggling. Then in 2005, a woman named Judy Maurer was on vacation in Barbados and while using a bathroom stall, heard two men and a woman enter the bathroom and loudly start to argue. She waited a few minutes until she was sure the two men had exited the bathroom before she came out of the stall. She found a woman at the sink who was very upset and crying. She said that her name was Amy and she was from Virginia and she needed help. Before Judy could do or say anything, the two men barged back into the bathroom and forcibly removed the young woman. Judy contacted the FBI, but she wasn't able to offer any evidence or clues that would help find the woman she'd met. She could only say that she was sure that Amy from Virginia matched the photos she'd seen of Amy Bradley. And then came the photographs. That same year, the Bradleys received an email from a member of an organization that locates sex trafficking victims on adult websites. It contained two photos of a woman who strongly resembled Amy, aside from the fact that her hair was longer and she looked older, as should be the case since nearly a decade had passed since she vanished. In the photos was a woman identified as Jax. She was wearing lingerie and posing on a bed. It had been found on a website that advertised all-inclusive erotic vacations to the Caribbean. A single package was about $3,000 and included free access to sex workers. At first, the family was unsure if the woman was Amy. She looked distressed, sad, and tormented, but when they hired an independent forensics expert to examine the photos, he told them numerous markers in the photos were a perfect match to Amy. 
This is subjective evidence, though, and there's no definitive proof this was Amy, but even so, it was unsettling. And it also seemed to confirm a fear that the Bradleys had had since the day Amy vanished, that she'd been taken off the cruise ship that morning and sold into the sex trade industry. Based on some of the other sightings of Amy and now these photos, they couldn't help but believe the worst. Once again, though, this unsettling clue led nowhere. In 2010, a human jawbone washed up on a beach in Aruba. Initially, it was feared that it belonged to Natalie Holloway, but a single tooth that remained on the jawbone ruled out any connection to Natalie. However, examiners were able to determine that it came from a Caucasian woman, although they never tested it against Amy's DNA or anyone else's. has become one more missed opportunity in this tragic case. It was in 2010, 12 years after she vanished, that Amy was legally declared dead. While there is no active investigation, the Bradleys still hope that someday they'll find out what happened to their daughter. They continue to believe she didn't fall overboard that morning, she didn't jump, and she wasn't pushed. They hope she's still alive and may someday return to them. Well, if she is alive, Amy would be 49 years old at the time of this recording, which sadly is likely far longer than a sex worker under slave-like conditions would probably be kept alive. But hope does remain alive for the Bradleys. If there's even the smallest chance they can ever bring Amy home, they'll continue trying and keep praying that the mystery of her vanishing will someday be solved. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. with this this season i know well haha uh-huh. oh did you i was that a was that yep a yep 100 yeah. yeah, um uh, all right you ready sure yeah all right thanks sure. for returning for more episodes of the american hauntings podcast where we discuss history hauntings legends lore and the dark side of american history this is season seven of the podcast which we call gone all right, hell yeah, that's a new How's one. that? Better? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. That was very I had a little time to think about it. It was, so. it was very um, alternative rock. So you weren't, <laughs> yeah, you weren't something. Yeah, um, <laughs> it I'm was something. I'm your co-host Cody Beck. With me is my co-host, author, historian, crime buff, and the founder of American Hauntings, Troy Taylor. Hey, Troy. How are you? 
I would say long time no talk, but I'm not going to lie to people. We just talked to each other a couple minutes ago. Um, <laughs> well, let's not tell everybody that. Just see, and this house too late now. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I blew, I blew the bit. Um, <laughs> oh man. Okay, so this is coming out mid. This would be the tenth. Yeah, yeah this month, will, everybody will be hearing this on October the tenth. Amongst um, all the so other, so I episodes. do have a few things to plug. Believe it or not, what you what you got? Well, on the twelfth. Uh, I will be at the Hoagland Theater of the Fine Arts or Arts or Hoagland. It's a Hoagland Theater in Springfield. Okay. Uh, they're doing a play about Edgar Allan Poe. Ah. And in addition to the play on, oh, this is opening night on the 12th. I'll, uh, there will be some vendors and things there and I'll be there as a guest, um, you know, promoting my book on Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. Um, so be doing a book signing and stuff, be hanging out there. So that is on the 12th. Um, what's, the, what's the book called again? Uh, nevermore nevermore yes nevermore uh so that is on the 12th uh then on the 15th i will be at the um i'll be at the mineral springs but it's in the middle of the afternoon on a sunday afternoon uh, i will be doing a charity event uh for a women's group from missouri uh they are um kind of a um like the best way to center? describe it is a no the best way to describe it is kind of an alternative charity thing it's like for non uh religious people you mm -hmm. know it's uh i mean it's it's a uh a pagan and wiccan based group okay. but they'll help out anybody that's you know maybe doesn't qualify for like a church charity or something oh, uh, so, and it's for women so yeah, weird women. how they're accepting of everybody in the church ones but anyway yeah, no, no, no right that's beautiful. exactly so beautiful. Um, but i'm doing it. um the tickets are 25 dollars, and it includes um i'm doing my uh american witch presentation yeah yeah uh for that and it starts at one o'clock and you can get information about how to get tickets uh whatever's left uh on my website or not my website my facebook page if you just go to uh, the Troy Taylor page on Facebook, uh, I'll have a link up there, uh, a post. I bet it, it went up uh, last week for it, to get tickets for that event. And is, said they're $25 and includes some drinks and um, uh, desserts and things. So do, do you know, is there a way if you're not going to attend the event to just donate? Uh, there there is. And that'll be um, that'll be up there, too, as far as their main website. OK, so cool. If people just want to get involved and. And, you know, maybe can't attend, but want to help out. Uh, yeah. They do a lot of really great things. So, Hell yeah. I love that. Um, it's uh, it's Sam's mother's charity. Mm -hmm. uh, she had it going for quite a while. Oh, that's, that's uh, amazing. So, and all the ants and things. So anyway, yeah. I'm doing that for them on the 15th. So if you want to attend and maybe you can't make it to one of the evening dinner events, this is a perfect opportunity for you to do it. I, I, uh, and I'll, then of I'll course tell you. Well, I'll yeah, tell you. I, I'm I, sorry, I, man. No, you're good. I, I would say I probably won't attend, but I will absolutely donate. Um, I will not be matching anything but if you're feeling bad about yourself please <laughs> yeah. Yeah. send send some money i, I love go. i love that i love that we get to talk yeah. about crazy stuff like this but then also we get to help people out sometimes yeah no i agree yeah, like, i agree amazing. so yeah no i was looking forward to it I, I i offered to do it um they're always in need of funds for you know helping out various things yeah and so i said hey let's do this in october i love it and uh it'll be fun um then of course on the 18th then i think we talked about this in our last episode i'll be in edwardsville at the wildy theater edwardsville illinois um doing i'm uh, talking about the st louis exorcism mm -hmm. uh so i will be there that night um i as far as i know tickets are absolutely free i don't know if you have to have reservations or not mm -hmm. so you might want to check with the library but um because it is the edwardsville public library that's putting it on uh but we are you know it's it's a 
decent sized theater, but it's not huge. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're hoping that, you know, get a good turnout for it. So you might want to check and see if you need a reservation. But mm-hmm. Aside from that, um, you know, it's uh, shaping up to be a fun, but busy October. So yeah. I'm actually looking forward to it. Hell yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Haven't no, I really am. No, it's, yeah. Well, I know. And usually it just, it starts to wear me down. And it's, well, it's so chaos. tiring, but honestly, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's really lined up pretty well this year. So I'm, I'm happy about it. So I think it's that's going to go, be a lot of fun. So that's yeah. awesome. Um, I know I told you I did that Edwardsville library event or whatever, but I yeah. also, I've played on that outside stage multiple times too. At the Wildly but- Theater? No, at the Edwardsville Library. Oh, Edwardsville Library. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, right outside there. I've played there multiple times um, with bands in high school. Oh, you mean stuff. music? I thought you meant oh, like, yeah, as sorry. a kid playing, you know, like. Oh, yeah. You know, just running around. Throwing balls around. Yeah, eating sand and <laughs> stuff. <kidding>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I've played out there a lot of times with, with Charlie Brockus and, and other people. It's and, a um, great. It's a really nice library. It really I, is. I really like the library. And then they're like, well, we thought we'd move over there because we overflowed the library room and i said yeah oh, i okay. get it you've been bragging about this for a long time I, I didn't sell out the small room i get it um oh something also but i do want to bring up is um i know pretty much everything's available on streaming or if it's not you can get it for like two dollars 99 cents on amazon mm-hmm. or whatever but don't forget about your local libraries have stuff movies you can just oh yeah rent, yeah rent you know yeah, so like sure if, if nothing else you know go check that out you yeah know? because sometimes they'll have things that aren't available anymore right Speaking of movies, and we've been trying to, you know, stay away from trying to tell people where to find stuff when we've been working on lists. Because it changes. It keeps changing. And unless you own it, you know, I I honestly have started getting back into physical media again. And I got away from it completely, but I've been picking up things here and there, you know. Um, Not everything, but like um, I I bought or pre-ordered when uh, the talk to me. DVD oh, yeah, that's yeah, got yeah. the big set that comes with the hand and everything. Oh. I thought I gotta have that. It's Hell really yeah. cool. And I just picked up um the other day, I picked up a steel book. I don't know if you ever get any of those. I, yeah, I know steel books, yeah. Um, but they'd had all the saw movies and it, oh, and then with the new one coming out, I thought that'd be kind of fun to have. And it's a really nice collector little yeah. thing. So I was, you know, it was just kind of something kind of cool to have. And yeah. so I've been doing I've been looking around more, you know, and picking mm-hmm. up things that are not. You know, I did that, started doing that a little bit last year with those that remember that big folk horror box and things I, that yep, I got. Yep. And I thought, you know, special stuff like that, it's worth having the, well, yeah. the media. I think I, I do the same thing as far as like movies that I absolutely love. I will buy them yeah. on Blu-ray and get like yeah. the highest quality because I don't have the best TV, but I'm like, eventually I probably will. And yeah, well, I, I and want that. I forget. I was just I watched I I pull one because we went to see Saw 10 last weekend, which is was <sighs> If you like the movies, it's entertaining. It was entertaining. It was okay. Completely unnecessary, but uh, entertaining. I mean, there's well, no use for it. It's a cash prequel. grab. Yeah, a prequel, sequel, whatever you want to call it. It's not ten. It's like one and a half. I was gonna say because was, it takes I, oh. place between part one and part two. Okay. Here's my problem with it. My only problem with the movie because mm-hmm. it's it's a pretty standard Saw movie, but again, entertaining. Um, was that you know they have Amanda in it who is. Mm-hmm you know his his uh his sidekick a, whatever apprentice or right something. but yeah. she it's supposed to be set in like what 2004 2005 right something in like there that, i guess yeah okay but she is a 54 year old woman and mm-hmm. she looks i mean I, I she's fine she does a great job she plays the part just right but she looks too old to be that character if they can de-age robert de niro for the I know, irishman but Tobin, like... well, they, and they yeah but they did 
it looked oh, like they oh, did a little oh. bit and it, it, it just didn't look she just did and i think maybe that made it worse because then okay. she didn't look quite right wasn't convincing but enough tobin bell looked exactly the same of course because you know men <laughs> age, we 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 age like fine wine but uh, we're no so, i'm i'm so lucky I, and it's, this isn't a comment about shawnee smith at all because I think they tried to make her look younger and it made it worse mm-hmm. where she yeah. would have been fine how she was, but that, that weird de-aging thing well, took it's, me out it's, of it. It's the, uh, what, what, what the uncanny Valley part where you're like, something's a little off here. Something's, yeah, and, exactly. and also they should, they should have enough resources to be able to de-age her or whatever I, correctly. I know, I know, you know, no matter and how well they she gave her some apart. weird haircut too. It uh, was bizarre. I don't, yeah. I don't know what they were thinking with that, but um, anyway, but, but if you like those movies, it's worth seeing. Oh, of course. Yeah, okay, you know, good, we, good. you know, you go to a matinee, it's cheap, you know, it's worth yeah. the time. Good. And, you know, I, and I enjoyed it. You know, I think I, you know, you know, it was good. Did was you let her, did you let her box it? Oh yeah, of course. Okay. Of course. So. Did you, did we, have we talked about the book of saw Chris rock uh, thing? Oh, a uh, spiral spiral. Yeah. Spiral from the book. Of saw. I like that. I, I thought it was I, good. I was, and I did not that. think I would because I thought, uh, how am I going to take Chris Rock seriously? But he, he thought he was good. He did. So he did a good, did job. A good job. So he did a good job. Yeah, I liked it. Um, so you know, I don't know where they're going to go with this now that they <sighs> did this because I mean, what was number like six was like saw the final chapter, right? It, it, yeah, yeah. Seven. And they lied, and yeah, they lied. Yeah, and then Jigsaw, which was I think eight, and then you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, but. I, whatever i i don't know i it was entertaining i always kind of like the the i we're way off on a tangent here, I but care. i always kind of like that rube goldberg machine thing you know the crazy stuff that 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 they make the wily e. coyote kind of traps oh <laughs> yeah i think that's always the part i like the best well it's also know? like the thing that i love about that is like you know how like um a lot of times criminals and stuff you're like if you put forth that much effort into a legitimate job you could be worth it but this well, man could have been a, a, a well, he's an engineer but he marvel. was i mean yeah. that was a genius and a right. millionaire anyway so right. you know but that's but, oh he wants to rush yeah when you watch it i mean yeah but when you watch it especially when you watch this new one boy i'm mm-hmm. telling you they really go out of their way to paint him with a sympathetic brush oh, in, this, in this one. So we get some backstory and like exposition yeah. kind of. Yeah, there's stuff about his, you know, because he's, you know, the whole thing revolves around his cancer uh-huh. and being treated for cancer. And I'm going to give it anything away because this is in the Lion's Gate of course. blurb. Uh, but he goes into this um, treatment program that's supposed to be this cutting edge secret. You know, the governments have been after this guy because the drug companies don't want him to get ahead because he's curing cancer. Don't and he has wallet. all these, these people come to him and it turns out it's a scam and they've been working cancer patients all over the world that are wealthy and taking money from them uh-huh. and they get him. And he, he, they get, he gets taken in by it. And then of course the, a plan goes into action. Yeah. But, the thing is, as they always point out, John never actually kills anyone. Okay. All right. Okay. He doesn't. They do it themselves because if they just would finish the, you know, go through the play the rest play of the, the game. game yeah. It will. So they lose an arm, they lose a hand or whatever. Oh. You know, I mean, not that that's good, but they I wouldn't get be dead. Right. Because he does give everyone a fair chance. Well, it's, I, I I hate that though because it's so much like just cut off your wrist and maybe you'll bleed out. You won't. Well, it's like, I know, hey, dude, come on. You got it. Yeah, but at least you got a chance. 
if you sit there and cry and go, somebody help me and no one or please right. don't do this. He's not going to listen to you and you're going to die. I'd also be so like, if you didn't take a in shot this situation in the first place. Um, but yeah. no, no, I get it. Um, so you know, it'll be like the purge. I just found it funny thing. that they needed to bring him back so badly. Although really the series, the ones without him do suffer. Mm. Oh, they're, no, they're not terrible. Nearly as he's good. the he's the face of yeah he Thaw. is he yeah. is and I gotta have one of those those, those dolls on the trike. I've got oh, to. I'm surprised I you found one, but it's like, do I want to spend hundred and fifty dollars on it? I don't. I, honestly, hundred fifty. I don't. It's I would have I would have expected more. Like yeah, yeah. I we, found we, one. We've but, inter oh, we've interviewed man. him too for Cinema Blend, and everybody just said he was the nicest guy. That's and, that's what I've always heard too. When yeah. people meet him at like conventions and stuff, that he's nothing, obviously nothing like the character. Sure. Know? Which is the character again? You 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 should watch this one at some point. If yeah. nothing else, watch it when it's at home. And they they really this this episode he's very tame. <laughs> is yeah. a, so I'm I'm only familiar with him from the Saw franchise. Was he a bigger actor before that uh, i mean they... he's done he's done he's more of a character actor you know oh, okay, okay um, he's okay. sort of the he's sort of the male lynn shay okay you know the woman okay. from insidious yes that's yes. kind of i would compare gotcha. the two of them together and i think they even did a movie together no so shit. i mean yeah so but i would kind of put him in that where he's a reliable person to go into these parts we know? need somebody to do this you can do it yeah Boom. and he's great for it you know absolutely um, and there's been lots of actors like that i mean some they're some of my favorites the people that when they do show up you're like oh look bill paxton's in this one you they know that just nail the role you know? yeah um, yeah one person i think of that doesn't do a good job of this but that i'm always excited to see is a uh, uh julia roberts brother um, oh eric Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, back in the eighties, back when I was in, Eric was on his way, man. He was, he was in everything. No shit. And he was a lead actor. I mean, he had a big role in oh, wow. okay. rumors. And the rumor is, is that he did something to piss her off uh -huh. and that she got him blacklisted. Oh, and so he was, he was in nothing for a long time. And then he started coming back into stuff, but he's always now been like the bad guy. shitty movies. Cr yeah. Uh, yeah. It's usually nothing real big, but at mm -hmm. one time you look him up on IMDb, yeah. you'll see he was a lead and he was in a lot of stuff, uh, but something happened and you'll probably, if you Google it, I'm sure it's out there, but something happened. And when she was a powerhouse, mm -hmm. she got him, you know, the something, yeah. I don't think they get along. I don't, I don't sure. think I've ever seen them photograph together. So, so. It's, yeah, it's like after pretty woman or Aaron Brockovich, she was like, you know what? Fuck yeah, him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I don't know what happened, but something supposedly did. So. There's a that po the podcast that I love listening to. I talk about all the time, but Doughboys, um, mm -hmm. Mitch on there. He was in a movie called The Tomorrow War with Chris Pratt, and it was initially called Ghost oh, Draft. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah it went, seen that. Yeah, yeah, straight to Amazon. But he said there's a character actor that's okay. Yeah, I I, I love the creature work in yeah, that. Yeah, because no, I mean the movie looked, was okay. Yeah. yeah, the movie movie is okay, but the creature Chris Pratt was kind of like my um uh, what's that girl that's on Wednesday Adams? Oh what's her name? I should know this. We write about uh, her. Yeah, time. I know um, I Olivia. No. I guess people are it's screaming. Olivia Rodrigo or people something are, like Rodriguez, no. maybe people are maybe, screaming in their car so. right now because I like, know, I know. <gasps> well, because I can't stand her. I'm tired oh, of looking oh, at okay. her. She's in everything, and now she's ruining, ruining the sequel to Beetlejuice. I don't. I'm tired of looking at her. Why is she in everything? Can I, I tell don't, you? She can't even act. She's one note. She's the Michael Sarah of female actors. Okay, that plays the same person in everything, and they're one note. 
Well, I have two things. First off, I think they should have called Beetlejuice. We are not, this is I don't, not Troy. Our this podcast. is our po- this is our podcast. I don't. This is <laughs> okay. no. This is our podcast. All right. People um, can fast forward through it. They, they should want, have so. called Beetlejuice um, Beetlejuice. I think. Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, no kidding. Or Beetlejuice or something. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. And then yeah. I love the meme where it's like Michael Sarah and he's holding a bunch of groceries, and it's like I like to think that Michael Sarah one day accidentally showed up on set and was too awkward to tell him he wasn't actually an actor, yeah. and he, he yeah. just like went with exactly, it. and they just put him in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I I I don't even I don't dislike him. Um. He's it's like the he's he is Michael Sarah is pretty much I for a long time I thought they were the same person. The guy the Jesse in, guy. Yeah, Social Jesse Network. Eisenberg. Yes, I don't like Jesse Eisenberg. But I don't I like, like either Michael one Sarah. of them. They're, well, I mean, I don't dislike either one of them. I, I really don't. I just, I don't really have much of an opinion. You know, that's I mean, a because fair they, they're, take. They're so bland. They, they and are. To me, that's what this girl is. I'm sorry mm-hmm. if people like her. I apologize. I know that there are a lot of people that you I can know have an that really like that Wednesday show. I'm not going to watch it. But, and then I was watching the... I'd forgotten she was in the the last screen before the new screen came out. And there she was. And I felt great. So then she's in that and Mm -hmm. she's going to be in Beetlejuice. And it's like, God, give me a break. You know, I just, I, some people, it's too much. Something about Chris Pratt is is resonating with people. Chris Pratt. That was Chris Pratt was in everything. And it's like, can we have a break from Chris Pratt, please? Because he's got some real annoying personal things like Tom Cruise that I really don't like. Yep. Um, He's Mario. Yeah. I just don't, I don't, you know, it's like Tom Cruise. I I will watch his movies. I love his movies, yeah. but I don't ever want to hear him talk nope. when it's not in a script that someone has written for him mm-hmm. because he's an idiot. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, anyway, that that's why I, I don't know. Don't... We are way off here. I, way, I way, mean, way I first. And this is a, are we are we stalling because this is an awful episode? Okay, so Troy, so we have um, a couple new reviews, and uh, these are actually coming from the Podcast Addict app, which I'm not um, I'm not really familiar with. Yeah, it's, no, me it's, um, it's kind of triggering for me, but I'm glad that people are <laughs> leaving reviews anywhere um, that they can. And just like, hey, thanks for listening to the show and, and yeah, yeah, reviews yeah. anywhere. Um, but these are both from I Would the Great, and the first one just says awesome, okay, which is which is which is sure. awesome, and okay. the second one just says love it. So like, hey, okay. no, no, uh, not constructive okay. feedback, no mean oh, stuff. Right. Just like, hey, awesome and <laughs> no, love that's it. That's fine. Like, okay. hell yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Leave reviews like that sure. all day long. <laughs> that's fine. So thank you so much for leaving those reviews. Like, I, I we really appreciate it. And, or you can um, text those kind of reviews oh, to us. Troy. And we'll, we'll get to that. But okay, okay, we'll, we'll get to that later. Okay, we'll yes. get to that, but... Okay, so let's talk about this story. So cruise ships, in my opinion, I never, <laughs> have you ever been on a cruise? Yeah. Really? Yeah, once that's enough for me. It's it, not my thing. Is so. it? Um, are the rooms really way as it small just as things? Or yeah, they're they're smaller than I think most people think because they use those. Um, like, it just depends lenses. on what. It just depends on what level line you're on. But you know, um, but a lot of them, like you know, they have different options. You know, you can get one with a window. Get what you pay for. Or yeah, one without a window, uh, which sounds great. Um. You know, they have ones with balconies and it just depends on what you want to spend, you know, but mm-hmm. uh, I think that the the indoor rooms on the indoor side of the ship where you have no windows or anything would be like, you know, in Titanic when you're they're down in the basement, you know, and they can't get out. I think that's probably what that rooming is like. Sure. I, it's just not for me. Uh, there's too many people all in one place with no escape. No, that's, fuck, that's yeah, not exactly. for me. I want to be able to go so, home. I want to do the Irish yeah. goodbye and fuck yeah, off. Yeah, and get it's out of there. not. It's not for me. I've always so. imagined. Um, the cruise but these ship. are the things I tease people about. Everyone that going on a cruise, I, 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 
like to bring all these things up. Oh, so no, I thought it'd yeah, be kind of fun to throw it in at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, so. no, it's it's yeah. hilarious to mess people up with facts of things <laughs> yeah. that have happened. Yeah, just um, in case. I've always thought of um, cruise ships as like sideways floating hotels, bathrooms. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it, yeah, that's just yeah. it. Seems kind of it, the commercials look great, but it yeah. seems practically sure. seems kind of miserable. It like, just seems it just to me is is all these people in one spot trapped there. Yeah. You know, um, it's the same reason that I don't need to go on a 20 year mission into space. I, I don't need to do that. I would actually I, like I just, that because there's no people there. Well, well, out in space, but they're all on the ship with you. Every time oh, I see oh, one, I, I, get, I get what oh, you we're mean. taking 1200 colonists to planet Andromeda 12. Yeah. 1200 people. My God. You know, so I know I really talk to five for five years yeah. or whatever, but still. Right. Thanks. I don't know. It <laughs> Thanks. is not for me. So <laughs> Thanks, I don't Elon know. Musk. Um, <laughs> you, you said in 1994, 800 people died on a ship. Yeah. In the Baltic yeah. Sea. How many mm -hmm. people died on the Titanic? uh like 1500 or something like oh, that. oh okay so well, it's a lot I, more but i hadn't yeah. even heard of this 800 people. yeah well and there you know there were no yeah yeah that was yeah that one was really bad i remember when that happened but it's, i mean it's been a while yeah uh, it has been a while since it happened i wasn't even born yet. yeah no yes you were I was, um, I was six yeah but yeah so yeah titanic is still obviously a lot worse sure sure know? sure and but but i, I but would think still. eight i would think 800 people would have at least had like a blip on my radar and i had never well heard it was this. i think it was a i think it was a foreign cruise line it's probably didn't i mean i'm sure it got press here but <laughs> it wasn't not, america so. yeah it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't one of ours i don't think so i think that's probably what happened but i do remember the one that that crashed off the italian coast though that was a very long ago. yeah i do remember that one uh, and they did they did find that captain guilty of manslaughter because he just was a fuck up. So Jesus. I know, right? Well, yeah, you mentioned there are 623 deaths on cruise ships between 2000 and 2019. You said they they have to have a morgue on. Yeah, board? it's legally they have to have a morgue. I would just think they toss them on the ice and just. No, nah, it doesn't work that way. Well, it does. If they run out of room in the morgue, then they sure, put them in the walk-in sure. freezer. But. Yeah, it's not like the old days where if you were traveling by ship and you die, they wrap you up in sheets, have a funeral, and dump you in the ocean. Right. They don't do it that way anymore. That went out with like master and commander. I right, think. right, I right. Don't, yeah, they don't do that anymore. Shout out but Russell Crowe. Yeah, yeah, they have to have a they have to have a morgue and they have to carry body bags. And as I mentioned, no one, no civilians ever see that morgue. Mm -hmm. So it's not, you know, how, it's how, not part of the shipboard tour. Do you know how it all works? Like as far as okay, they the the um the captain must go down with the ship that the, the person, i don't they, i don't they know can, that they don't can think they do that anymore well, but it's but. like they can they can perform marriage ceremonies and stuff i'm just trying to figure yeah. out in international all, waters i'm trying yeah. to figure out how it all works and like it's not a military thing but it's kind of a military it, it I is kind know. of quasi-military merchant marine you know remember when we were talking about um those uh, mary celeste yes yes and we were talking about the admiralty court in Gibraltar and stuff. Yes, it's yep. that's still that's still a thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, international water still does have a, a I wouldn't call it a ruling party, but at least an overseen uh government type thing where Entity. these captains are given, yeah, they do have ranks. I mean, what what you are on the ship, like say you're the first mate, second mate, you know, whatever, those are all real ranks. I mean, right. even it's if it's a higher military, yeah. right? It's it's still a thing. And you know, there's still, you know, mutinies can still happen. You can still be, you know, found to be, you know, in rebellion or whatever, you know. Um, so it's still a thing, but I, I, you know, it's just not, 
it's not military, but mm-hmm. so I, I guess that you know the captain, you know, is the the top top dog on the top ship. Dog, he's yeah. the one who makes the rules. So if he decides that we're not going to search for someone, they're not going to search for someone. Yeah, this yeah, that that's, that's a whole. But see that we'll what happens that. is a lot of these cruise ship companies, you will find that most of them are not like. You know, it, it'll say it's a Viking cruise line and it's, you know, they they have them, you know, out of Norway and stuff, even though it's an American company yeah, based company in run, Delaware. But they're yet. Yeah, no, but you're right. But they're never they're usually not our country. That is, you know, the, the country of origin for these ships uh-huh. because we have too many laws. You well, know, yeah, yeah. And they can get away with things. And you want to get insurance countries. or something right, or get away with right. stuff. Yeah, there. But I mean, they get sued all the time because. Well, don't you remember it? It wasn't that long ago. Um, there was the story that I think these people from Missouri or something and the guy or maybe not. But it was somewhere in the Midwest mm-hmm. where they dropped the baby overboard by accident. I do not remember yeah, the story. Yeah, that up. It was very interested. really interesting because the grandfather did it. I mean, was holding the baby. Oh, the baby God. fell overboard. He no, didn't do it pee-paw. on purpose. but. You know, but he got into all kinds of trouble and he was dragged in courts in like the Bahamas because that's where the ship was based out of. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it's um, it's it's a big deal. But when you get these countries that don't want to cooperate, like, you know, I mentioned Natalie Holloway a couple of times in this Mm -hmm. episode, you know, they had a hell of a time trying to get everybody, anybody do anything in Aruba, you know, because they don't have to. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, what's it? You know, it's not good for them. Doesn't just makes them me. look bad. Either yeah. way, it's we lose, lose, lose for them. Yeah, yeah. Right. American tourists are going missing, and if they cooperate, then they're just bringing more bad press. Uh huh. So. Yeah. I'm. I'm curious about. I don't know how the laws and stuff work. So, so is it where the act happens, or is it the country of origin? I think or... it, yeah. I think it. I, I think it varies. That that I'm really not sure about. That's honestly. some technical kind of. Yeah, that, I think that is kind of technical because I think that like when the, a crime takes place, if it takes place in the territorial waters of a certain country, island, mm-hmm. whatever. In this case, you know, when we're talking about the Dutch Antilles. That's that's the Netherlands that owns right, so, that. So there, that's that their it's, jurisdiction. So technically, it's yeah. Technically, it's the jurisdiction of the Netherlands, you know, which is and they're you know in Europe. Right. And the Dutch right. Antilles are down here, and they've got their own you know satellite government, and maybe the ship. And I don't know where the ship was charter was based out of, but it yeah. could have been you know somewhere else. And so then it's a mess, and then well, you've yeah. got American citizens. Right. So well, the, the yeah, FBI. So, mm-hmm. That's how the FBI ended up getting involved because the FBI can't step into foreign cases mm-hmm. as long as they have the uh, approval of the country. They have to right. get permission to do it, though. So I would just be like, li- no liaisons no. between, you know, with different countries. And so we do a Interpol lot of things. And all and, right, right. Well, we're, we the FBI works a lot with Interpol, works in different countries. Uh, but again, always with the cooperation of that country. And if right. they decide not to cooperate, the FBI can't step in. Right. And I mean, oh. and I'm and we're going to get into this, but I, I don't think this happened, but assume she did fall off the boat. You probably have to figure out like, OK, where exactly coordinate yeah, well, wise yeah, did it happen? That's because, an issue, too. And because you have imaginary you know, lines that we've drawn. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's that that possibility is always out there. I know her mm-hmm. family doesn't think that she did and she probably didn't. But, mm-hmm. you know, she was a great swimmer. But on the other hand, you know, that's a long fall. I mean, oh. those things are huge. 
Yeah. So you're falling the equivalent of five or six stories. You well, know, you, I mean, you the hit water. the water, hit the water. Yeah. It's basically concrete at some point. Cause right. Surface but tension. you also have thousands and thousands of people on the ship and no one saw or heard anything. Yeah. Which seems unlikely too. Cause usually when someone goes overboard, someone sees it. Look, Hey, you know. snitches get stitches, you know? So, <laughs> oh, yeah. um, so let's, okay. Let's, let's, there's dive just into... too many shady things exactly. in the story to think that it was that simple. Let, you know? So let's dive into this a little bit. On um, March 24th, 1998, Amy Lynn Bradley uh, vanished on the uh, Caracal. Her brother's name Bradley. I Bradley. know Bradley Bradley. I, I, did his I just parents, keep thinking, and they're they just give up. so nice, but they just give up. They must like, have creativity. Hated him, I guess <laughs> I, when he was born. Oh, great. You know, let's, <laughs> let's really mess up his life. I, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. Really sad. My so. dad's name was Bradley. And so I just seen like Bradley Bradley. I think yeah. he would be like, that's fucking dumb. Yeah. Well, um, I, yeah. Hey man, I see it all the time though. Yeah. I mean, I've known people. Jimmy James, you know, yeah. I've known people with that, you know, it's with that just, stuff. Like, we just wanted to go home. We had to sign yeah, a paper. And, Tommy um, Thompson. So you so. said the life, she was lifeguard, but had a fear of open water, which you discovered is common. And I'm wondering, is this um knowledge is pain kind of thing? No, I, like, I don't know. I, I, but I, I find you look it up because that's what, it, what happened. I went down a rabbit hole on this. Apparently, mm -hmm. a lot of swimmers, like that are great swimmers in pools and things, don't like the ocean. Is it because they it, realize like the actual intensity it would take to I swim guess. three miles or whatever? Yeah, I guess. Because, I mean, you're talking about completely different conditions. Sure. Undertoes and waves and sharks. And I mean, I mean, sharks are not common, but you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But but undertoes and big waves and things are. And maybe it just, you know, somebody's a great swimmer in a pool and, you know, afraid they wouldn't be anywhere else. I don't know. I don't are know you how it works are exactly, you uh, but... are you afraid of open water ocean no. stuff or would you dive in that stuff? No. Oh, I yeah. Gosh, a zillion times I've really been in the ocean a lot. I've, yeah, I've, it doesn't bother me. I've, I've been rolled in 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 uh -huh. you know under currents yeah, and yeah, rip yeah. tides and stuff, and you just gotta you know swim roll, roll swim along shore <laughs> exactly you can get out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go you sideways. Can't get out. I mean, I can been rolled many times, ended up with a swimming suit full of sand. You know. Yeah. I, um, I was uh, I was in uh, Mexico one time and we were in this place called Puerto Escondido and uh, we had a rental house and like there was no back to it. It just went to a pool yeah, in the ocean yeah. and there was a, a house next door and this there was this guy. All he would do all day, he was a, a younger guy and he would just smoke hash all day and then do gardening. And dance around with no shirt, and he just like wow. love love life. Hey, and, hey yeah, whatever. Yeah, I was like, hey, yeah. And we kept <laughs> see, we kept seeing dolphins in the water, and so we'd go out there and like swim around and stuff. And he kept trying to tell us he's like he didn't speak English because we're mm. down in Mexico, but he's like, don't don't do this. And eventually, we learned that he said sharks follow the dolphins. The dolphins, yeah. He was yeah, trying and, to look out for you. Guys. Yeah, he was trying to just not kill. And <laughs> yeah. there were like eight eight to 10 foot waves that we would go out yeah. and, and ride in body and, surf. and yes, exactly. And I'll tell you one time I got taken under and mm. it was the longest 45 seconds of my yeah. life. Oh yeah. Cause you don't feel like you're getting out. Exactly. You just keep rolling over and over in that. Exactly. Yeah. No, and it, I was, know. It, it was, it was, it was so much fun <laughs> up until then. And then yeah. it was terrifying. And it, it's very humbling to be like mm -hmm. the earth and, can and kill you probably, at any moment. Right. That's probably, you probably put your finger on it right there. Why? these swimmers who are very, mm -hmm. you know, brave and strong in a pool, you know, don't 
are are cautious about yeah. the ocean. So yeah, I also had a buddy that um, just a last story before I kind of dive into this, but a buddy that was training for the Navy SEALs, and he they had an exercise. And military people, please correct me if I'm wrong, but he, this is what he told me. I don't know, but they uh, they tied his hands behind his back, dropped him out of a helicopter into a, a giant pool, and then he'd have to bob up and try to keep his head above water for like x amount With, of minutes without his hands without yeah. his hands that sounds yeah. about right yeah. and i was like geez yeah, i know it I, yeah the stuff had, they do the stuff those guys have to do is the, unreal. you gotta make practice oh, harder than the game right you know well yeah i guess it depends on the conditions that you're in you got to be yeah. prepared for anything but man yeah i've seen i mean i've only seen it in like documentaries or movies or right something, right but no thanks I'm yeah, good. no, no, hell no. I'm good. Yeah, that's why you're good. You're lucky that you're a talented writer. <laughs> so yeah, I just do not want to be. Yeah. Um, so their trip started out on March 23rd, which uh, my little brother Ricky, that's his birthday. He will never hear this because he doesn't listen to the podcast, but shout yeah. out to Rick. Um, she's, <laughs> she spent a lot of time with the bass player, um, Alistair Douglas, which um, I just want to insert a joke here that the bass player in a band is the last person. Oh yeah. No get, kidding. To get a That's woman what to I couldn't come hang figure out. Yeah. And yeah. he was not a, an attractive man either. There are some clips. I've seen some of the clips online from that footage that was filmed that night. Yeah. Uh, that shows them like dancing. And I'm thinking, she was just being kind. Yeah. Because uh, there's no right. way. Yeah. Well, that's why they get no, no woman I ever dated in, in high school. College was ever <laughs> Bragged about, about dating a bass player. Well, they yeah. were never worried about me doing anything. So like, oh, you're the bass player. No one's going to hit on you. Yeah, exactly. Like, you, are you know correct. what they say to a bass player who's wearing a suit, right? Huh? Well, the defendant, please rise. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, uh, the, the last thing her brother said was that he loved her. And I was actually talking to a buddy of mine last night Corey, and we've been you know we're we're getting older we're 34 35 whatever and um this we we love you know pop punk and all this music and this new blink 182 song came out because they got they got back together oh okay it's, it's called one more time and the whole song is pretty much like um so mark hoppus and blink he got diagnosed with cancer travis right. barker got in a plane crash survived and the whole song is like it shouldn't take a sickness or a plane falling <laughs> out of the sky for us to say Hey, I love you, dude. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and so yeah. we've just all me and my guy friends all the time now. Like we're just like, hey, love you. Bye. Like we just we yeah. just do that. Yeah, nothing and wrong I, with that, man. And, and I love that I, I hate it, but I love that he at least got to say that. Because right. you hear so many well, stories. Well, and I think like, that's how he felt too. You so. hear so many stories about like, God, the last thing I said to them was, you yeah. know, I was yeah. arguing, or whatever. Um, father sees her at 5 30 a.m. She's gone by six. The crew even refused to page Amy until the ship yeah. was in port. How many times have I been paged in schnooks when my oh, mom I know, right? find Well, me? the thing about it is, is that, you know, that was all just, we don't want to disturb the past. Because of, yeah, you know, yeah. the whole thing was, they didn't even want to put up, like, do you know where, have you seen her today? Could you mm -hmm. tell us? I mean, they wouldn't even let them put up flyers. That's garbage. Uh, because it was, well, it's all about, you know, protecting uh, optics the, and the, stuff, the yeah. image, you know, the image of everybody's there to have fun. I'll give you a perfect example of that. Yeah. Uh, I was in Jamaica one year and went on this cruise. This, it was supposed to be like this fun cocktail uh, sunset cruise. And so when we got to the boat, you know, they're playing, you know, Bob Marley and stuff. Yeah, and of course. Everything's cool. So then the, the the boat leaves and then you get your, you know, watered down, half-assed, 
bargain basement well drinks because uh-huh. that's what's free at your of resort course. because yeah. it's all you can drink yeah if you don't mind swill <laughs> and you're um, doubling up and you can actually pay if you want something decent but anyway so the boat goes out and the whole time we're out there the music is like somebody's like pandora list or something it's not even like festive it's just not catered to like what you're doing yet. and then so then when we're on our way back into the dock is mm-hmm. the boats coming back in the bob marley comes back on son of and a then, bitch and they're trying to get everybody to dance and act like we're having fun and we're like yeah fuck you dude yeah <laughs> I and mean, it was like it's like everyone they, is they in gave up at this point we were so mad you know so it was all about the image they wanted mm-hmm. the people on the shore to see that it looked mm-hmm. like we were having fun right and that's exactly what was going on with this we're not oh. going to pager we're not going to put up flyers we're not going to tell the passenger she's missing because then they might freak out and, they might not come you know, back next year and not come back next year right exactly that's such garbage how hard would it be to just be like bob marley playlist and just keep that i know, vibe I, going, I, know, you know? I know believe me that's what we said but gosh anyway. yeah um so um let's see a cab driver eventually says you know she approached him and desperately needed a phone um so and and she said the crew gave her the creeps. Apparently, the barley wanted to take her to Carlos and Charlie's, where yeah. Natalie Holloway disappeared from. Um, August nineteen ninety eight, they get their first sighting. It gets it gets weird. But um, everything you're kind of saying here, like it just seems it's is it a kidnapping, sex trafficking? That's what I thing? think. Uh, I mean, you know, based on I mean, I think that's what her parents think too, and I think they're probably right. Yeah. Um, because all of these sightings, even though none of them are, you know, everyone's said. I mean. I, I keep saying I because I officially they're not confirmed, but these mm-hmm. people all looked at the picture and said, that's the girl. Yeah, that's the girl I saw. And Ugh. there's no reason not to believe that they're telling the truth. Or yeah, that well, they're mistaken. Why would they lie? Yeah. yeah, there's no reason for them to, especially some of the things that happened, like with the woman in the bathroom stall, uh-huh. uh, the, the, the couple that were at the beach and saw her and she kept trying to talk to them because they were speaking English. And, you know, she was being wrangled by these guys. Yeah. And then there's that scumbag uh, Navy officer who's in the yeah. hotel, he he, which is he, off he limits. He didn't, he didn't understand no, what he was, he was just, trying to tell. Yeah, that's her. bullshit. He was just trying to cover his ass. That's fucking garbage. He was, I, and didn't say anything for years. Well, way too late by then. Why even bother? Yeah. You know, he saw her picture on the front of People magazine. Oh, gee, I guess I should yeah. do something. Really Why honorary. didn't you do something before that, man? Because, yeah. like, she was telling him she was an american being held against her will and he said you he's in the military. military officer but instead of you know coming forward because he'd get in trouble uh because he was in an off-limit spot because yeah. it was a brothel yeah which again makes me think that it of course a sex trafficking Fucking thing, which coward. totally makes sense it really does and especially as you know more and more similar sightings have come over the over time if I had to honestly say, though, at this point, I'm pretty sure she's not alive anymore. Oh, they, they, I'm not even convinced they, that photo that which I know we're not to that yet, but the, they sent them that photo. Right. You know, from the sex website. I'm I'm not sure that's her. I, well, I they, keep looking at it and I don't know. They it's, well, they they use them, abuse them, toss them. I know. They treat well, I mean, them I, like I, a I business. suppose it could like be because in 10 years think of probably the hell she'd been living well in. bunch probably a bunch of heroin and, and she, things for and all we know she's like dead dead long before that even got posted on the internet yeah i just i can't hardly believe she'd still be alive God, that's so and and because i mean at this point she'd be like in her late 40s well yeah that's she's they they are not they didn't keep her around 
that's too old for that. It, kind of absolutely, it just is. You know. Yes, so, and 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 for people like I, I know, hate to say that because no, no, you're, like you're a really nice person. You're, Everybody you're to- loved her. You are totally right. But I, I think about the way I changed from twenty to thirty is one thing. But now that I'm in my thirties. It's a drastically different thing. So you can change yeah. a lot in 10 years. Yeah, yeah. And the, and the thing that that fucks me, well, one, she didn't have Liam Neeson as a dad. Yeah, um, right, so so right. that's not going to happen. But also the fact that like she would find Americans or whatever and like try to kind of reach out. But think think about if you're if you're in America, you scream bloody murder, run out. Somebody helps you and you're cool. But yeah, the fact that that didn't happen, like that's a different situation. It and, is. And she probably it is going to get killed if she's, she's in a foreign country where she maybe by, you know, 2005 spoke some of the language. But even so, she's being held against her will and she's still being held against her will. And people are doing what they can. And then they they try to help. They mm-hmm. come forward. They contact her family. They do everything they're supposed to do. And nobody could still find her. I right. I, I just don't know. And I and I do I do get it. We are talking about it's an international almost kind third of world countries thing. here. Yeah. In in a, the in a lot of ways. Rules don't apply. Yeah. And so we, you're it's a different different kind of rules in a lot of different places to hide. And you can't just sweep in with your hired soldiers mm-hmm. that you have that are going to come in and rescue her, like the right. guy that tried to screw them over. Well, did screw them over. Two hundred and ten. I I just steals the money from a kid from a children's charity too. That's the worst part of it. I I would. I think he he's not as bad as the sex traffickers or whatever. But he should also just be killed. Yeah, yeah. Well, and he ought to be beaten with the navy officer, in my opinion. Yeah, he's just as bad. That's a guy in the brig. That is a guy who could have easily just taken her out of there. Right, he could have actually on the spot. Yeah, and could have taken her out, and yep. or at least made a phone call to yes. the shore patrol or to whoever, anyone, you know, any of his buddies on the base, even anything, the, even wherever his, they were, if they were on a ship, I don't know where they were, but his people in the under could have called anybody, could have done something, yeah, you know, because in you know, I don't know, maybe he probably didn't, I don't know if he had a cell phone then, that's a little early for cell phones, but he could have picked up the damn phone and yeah. called somebody and say, hey, listen, I need you to come down here. I, there's an American girl here; she's in trouble. And and they're like, hey man, you're not supposed to be there. Who cares? Who, I'm su- who I'm cares? surprised. I'm surprised. Nobody like, would have punished him if he had rescued someone who'd been missing for. Six that's years, the the you know? noble thing Whatever. to do. And, and I'm also surprised yeah. that like with these kind of people, like wouldn't there be a reward out there? Wouldn't they be? There was a reward. Greedy enough well, to be like, is. you know what? Yeah. I'll fall on this side to like at least get paid. And it's something I was thinking about, especially with the guy that they sent 210k to. Um, yeah. People talk about like you know karma and things come back around and all that. What I like to think about Troy is, um, and whether whatever you believe in God or higher power or not or whatever, what if what if God sent me here to be your fucking karma? Well, there and, there you go. And, yeah, you know? or or better yet, you know why you know why 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 would your higher power allow this to happen? Mm. Well, he didn't allow it to happen because he kept throwing people in there to to get her out. And no one got her out. I mean, mm-hmm. so you could look at it that way too, and right. say that fate stepped in several times here to try mm-hmm. to help this girl, and somehow it always got screwed up. I, I like to think. I mean, this is easy for me as like a straight white guy in America kind of thing. But I always yeah. think if I have the opportunity to do something, I have the responsibility to yeah. do something. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, and and the fact that nobody did anything for her and. Well, um, and it's and people, but people did try. That's yeah, the thing. sure, sure, sure. Yeah, you know, and I, and I don't want to dismiss caught that. up yeah. in red tape and foreign countries, and you know, right. 
the inability of, and I'm not even blaming the FBI. Listen, I put, I do, <laughs> I do a lot of blaming on the, the yeah, FBI right, right. Um, because I, I've seen so many screw ups in the work I do, and not, and not that they're not. There's a, I'm sure, just like there are with police, you always want to rag on the cops. You Some know, bad but, apples. But the, the majority of them are doing a good job. They're doing the best they can with what they have. The best yeah. they can. And it's the same way with the with the FBI. They're doing the best that they can with what mm -hmm. they have to work with. But they are also a lot of screw-ups that should have never have happened. Wake sure. up. Um, but lots <laughs> of stuff has gone wrong. John Dillinger. You know, it's just <clears throat> a lot of things over the years. But Yeah, if only we um, had examples. But they did the best they could. And, you know, they just got bogged down in all of this. And I just think it's too late now. Yeah. It's just too late. Oh, too of much course. Time has passed. Well, also something with with the people that did try to help. Like, again, it's a it's a very weird situation. You don't exactly know yeah. how to act. It is. It is weird. Yeah. But also if, if for all if, you know, it's some kind of scam. Exactly. See, there and could have it, been that. But these people were brave enough to try to come forward. I mean, right. yes, they didn't run out and try to, you know, beat up the people who had her or anything like, yeah. you know, they're vigilantes or superheroes right but they did try to help so at least they did recognize the fact that they did something yeah like the yeah. The, dude, the the guy and his wife who you know met her on the beach mm -hmm. you know for all they knew those two guys were uh, and probably were armed and oh, could have killed them on the spot well, well that's, the, so that's the, they did the, the best they could do the thing that's the thing i want to talk about is if you do know about these sorts of things or whatever and you want to try like these this the international you know sex trafficking thing these people will fucking kill you oh yeah like, absolutely it, they yeah. you are not going to get in between yeah. them and their money and stuff no, so no. i understand so the best thing to do cautious. is find a way to get help yeah exactly. rather than rather than think you're batman yeah find so. an adult yeah find, <laughs> yeah, an, find adult. an adult there you go yeah um <laughs> Uh, yeah, so 2010, a human jawbone washes up in Aruba. Um, people were definitely thinking this was the Natalie Holloway thing, yeah, but it's yeah, not. But it, but it wasn't but, Natalie, but they never tested it against Amy or anybody yeah. else. So, well, and, because for whatever reason, Amy's story never got as much coverage as Natalie. Natalie was Holloway. she not a cute blonde white girl? No, she wasn't blonde. She wasn't oh, blonde. Is, is Maybe it, that's it. So, you think that? I don't know. I think that. I know. I think she was a little early. I don't know. Oh, I think okay. that she okay. was before Natalie Holloway. So, you know, I don't know. Hmm. It's hard to say. Not a happy ending. We don't no. know what happened to her. And what happened to her is probably bad. And, yeah. Um, yeah. And like I said at the end, as of today, Amy, right now, Amy would be 49. Yeah. You know, she's not alive anymore. There's you said, no way they would have kept her around. They just no. wouldn't have. You, you said this oh. one, though, was 12 years before they uh, declared her um, Yeah, they dead? did. They waited. 12 years after she vanished before they legally declared her dead. And, you know, that's a paperwork thing. You know, uh -huh. at some point we, we talked about that in, in a the lot seven of year episodes. thing or seven whatever. years is when it, that's when you can do it legally. Mm -hmm. If someone doesn't turn up in seven years, you can have them declared dead while well, her parents waited 12 because they were still hopeful that she would. Uh, and uh, they're still hopeful. They're, they're still alive. I mean, it's not like they've gone anywhere. They're still out there. You can look up their website. It's all still out there. Uh -huh. But and they, you know, I, I'm sure they probably have their hopes have dimmed considerably, of but course. I'm sure especially your mother is still, you know, I, I ran across a lot of quotes from her and things when I was working on this. And she was talking about, you know, I just, you know, I think she just I hope she's out there somewhere, I mean, you know, what, even if even if you she's, got to lose. Yeah. Even if she'd been sex trafficked every time they would get another report like that, no matter how bad that would make you feel it gave her mother hope that at least she was still alive 
mm-hmm. and she's still hoping. I just, I don't know, man. I just, I wonder, like, it's because it. I would love to think, like, yeah, every time it would give me hope or whatever. But at some point, like, does it burn you out you have and break up. your yeah. brain? Well, yeah. it's it becomes your entire life. That's the yeah. problem. It just takes over your entire life. People who end up in these situations, especially missing persons things. Mm-hmm. That's the thing about this season that I think is the the saddest thing about it is that no resolution know, closure. There is no, yeah, there's no resolution. There's no way to ever know what finally happened with these people because we'll never know. You know, yeah, I mean, won't. yeah, what's worse, like never knowing or just being like, okay, I now we found him. I know they're fucking dead. Yeah. Is that better or worse? Like, I, I know. I don't, I don't know. I know it. God, I'm so glad we did this season. Um, <laughs> um, is there anything else that you want to talk about that I did not bring up? No, I think we're good. I think we're good. So I don't, this is one I don't want to keep thinking about later on. So, yeah, great. No, no, I'm gonna, I'll be able to sleep episodes. great tonight. I'll be able to yeah. sleep great tonight. It'd be great. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to our latest uh, subscribers on Patreon. So thank you so much for supporting the show to Gina, Shannon, Crystal, Catherine, James, Denise, uh, or D nice, whatever. Um, it's Denise. <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> Teresa and Peyton. So thank you so much for supporting the show. Um, I guess, yeah, we're already in a little bit into October. So yeah, there's going to be a lot. If you want American yeah, Hauntings podcast, be a lot of we're going to be all yeah, in your still going to be a couple of uh, Patreon shows. We got a new one coming up. Well, today, as right. a matter of fact. Right. Uh, well, or the 10th, when everybody hears this episode, we'll have a Patreon episode out too. Uh, we are in the, we are now creeping later in don't, the, past don't the even, middle. Okay. Past, I'm not staying I'm not giving you an ending. I'm just telling you we're past the middle now. Well, you give our me AJ Holmes something of sinister. So okay, so if, if you, you do more are, than eleven episodes after this, I'm going to call you out on no, this. No, like, there won't be more than eleven episodes. Okay, I don't know how many, but there won't be there. <laughs> I I just did twelve. So um, any but there I don't I don't think it'll be twenty four episodes. Anyway, well I guess mm. we'll see. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we are in the middle of sinister, <laughs> the true story of H.H. Holmes, and that is. Uh, available to our patreon subscribers only so if you're thinking well you already heard this at the beginning i'm not going to go through it all again um if you want to dig into that other podcast you can be a supporter at patreon.com slash american hauntings uh you will also get other discounts other than the one that we give to our podcast um people anybody listens to the show gets a podcast discount just by using the discount code podcast that's it just one word podcast uh when you check out and uh that's at americanhauntings.net you can get books uh, shirts whatever cody's got his um shirt store up at americanhauntingsclothing.com you can use the same code there and it'll get you 10 percent off everything you order just making money yeah 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 Well, it is now time for our Ghostwriter segment. So if you have a question or comment about the world of the macabre or missing people, um, yeah, email us at AmericanHauntingsPodcast at gmail.com or Troy. How yes. else can they get a hold of well, us? Well, they can also, if you've got a comment about the show or a quick question you'd like to have answered on the show, um, you can email Cody there or you can text us. We're going to have some fun with this, I hope. I hope. Uh, the so text excited. you can text us at 217 217- seven nine one seven eight five nine we will not give out your phone number on the air uh, <laughs> on the show i guess it's not air anymore but that's on, a bad on joke, the show yeah. uh but we uh we will you know read your comments and your questions on the air and um have some fun with this so uh yes. we're, we're just drop us some text man uh two one seven seven nine one seven eight five nine and we will uh we'll play around with that so 
Hell yeah. And when you text that, if depending on what time of night, it actually makes all Troy's lights flash on and off. Too. No, it, it actually won't. I it will, wakes up. Uh, see it the next day. So if you do it at night. so <laughs> uh, th This uh, email we have comes to us from Chris and it's uh, titled uh, Reverend Kelly says, Dear Troy and Cody, I want to say I really enjoy your American Hauntings podcast. I stumbled across it on Spotify one day and I'm now hooked. I really enjoyed the whole backstory on the Velisca episodes, which is season three. Um, being a former librarian, I wondered what had happened to the little reverend. I did a little digging and found some information on Ancestry.com that said he died in the Islip Hospital is that right? um, yeah, in New York. Yeah, um, New on, York. On, Interesting. On April, That's yeah, cool. April 6, 1959. According to Find a Grave, he is buried in Woodlawn Cemetery in the Bronx. I thought you might be interested to hear where he ended up. Thanks yeah. so much for the wonderful podcast. Yeah, Look awesome. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. That, yeah, that's, that's cool. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, because I wasn't sure where he ended up. Um, right. When I, when I had written that originally, when I'd written the book, it had been a number of years ago, and I hadn't gone back to it. Um, but, yeah, that's cool. I'm yeah. glad somebody found that. It's really that, cool. That's so, so interesting, too, because yeah. now I'm thinking, like, I bet there are a lot of things we could we well, collaborate sure, on. Well, with, that's like, the thing. Well, and that's the, the thing that, that's the thing that happens, and we, we talk about this all the time, is new information becomes available that – I couldn't have gotten without going to Islip, New York, you right. know what I mean? To look up death records because I had no idea where he ended up. So I didn't sure. know where to look. So it's very cool now that more and more things become available. And I, I'm glad somebody took the time to look that up. Yeah. But you can count on a library and you can always count on a library. Oh, so yeah. they, they know what they're doing. So yeah, yeah that's Ray, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, awesome. Chris also, I hope, please, I hope you do not spend any money, any money to figure this shit out, but I love the information. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that is really cool though. Um, and yeah, it's just nice to kind of like, know cause there's so yeah. many, like, there's so many like loose ends from all our stories. Oh, absolutely. And, like, somebody yeah. to kind of fill us in. God, you yeah. imagine if we went back through everything and started no. for loose ends. Oh God. <laughs> God. Be, we could just make a, we could make a side podcast. It's American no, loose podcast, ends. loose ends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's all I got, dude. All right, cool. Yeah, this is great. So, um, yeah, this was a this is fun. Thanks. It's a good episode. So, uh, well, yeah. at least I had a good time. I'm, I'm having Hopefully, fun. people like it when they listen to it. <laughs> Even our wild tangent on movies at the beginning. So, yeah, skip through it. Yeah. Well, if you're listening at this point, then you're yeah, mad, they're they're yeah. still around. So, all right, cool. All right, we good. Let's wrap yeah. it up. Yeah, all right. Well, this episode of the American Hauntings Podcast is written by Troy Taylor and was produced and edited by me, Cody Beck. If you enjoyed the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Tell your friends, neighbors, random people on the street or that you meet send in the us, ocean. Send us texts. Send us texts. <laughs> I want to see. This could be, we could just be opening a whole shit show thing or it could <laughs> no, be great. I don't know. A can of worms we really yeah. didn't want to open. But, but yeah, we'll live and learn. But yeah, follow us on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. You see the website at AmericanHauntingsPodcast.com for more info about the show, notes, photos, links, and more, and we'll put some videos on there of other stuff. And yeah. Yeah, we're just, we're putting a bunch of just content out yep, there in context. Yeah, uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, or anywhere else that you waste hours every day when you're supposed to be working or studying. We promise that we're much more entertaining. We do need to change that. I know the promise thing is tough. I'm we, such we, a liar. We like, we probably we should probably say 
we are probably exactly. more entertained depending on what you're doing. Exactly. Yeah. You should probably put in all that so that we're not because I mean somebody could probably sue us. Yeah, I don't want to get hit so. with libel or something. Yeah. yeah. Promise. You guys promised. You suck. Ew. Ew. Yeah, it broke my heart. Um, oh, I was just thinking the other day, it's something this is tangent, but um the Incredibles, the Pixar movie. Yeah, yeah. He saves a guy from jumping off a building, and then the guy sues him. Right. He goes, he goes, You didn't save my life, you ruined my death. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I was like, that's a, yeah. an amazing line. Also, this is a Pixar movie. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but uh, thanks for listening. We couldn't and definitely wouldn't. That is not a lie. We'll uh, yeah. do it without you. So until next time, goodbye. So long. See you, See later. you later. This was a fun one. This was fun. Yeah. It shouldn't have been. It's a horrible story. I know. It's, it's, <laughs> no. That's the only bad thing. It seems like you have the best BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.